0: just past the bottom of the hour 5 31 or so sports huddle taking you up till six o'clock tonight bob black with you here thank you for joining us this afternoon more college football talk coming your way and we're going to head east down 64 toward the beach and norfolk and talk some old dominion football with our good friend and the longtime voice of the monarchs ted alexander how are you ted uh, ready or not it's coming but how ready are you for a new college football season
1: let's get it on bob ready for 2023 after three and nine a year ago let's go
0: yeah all right so how do you bounce back uh, from that i mean the end of 21 ended really well for you guys and then obviously last year the transition into the sunbelt not not what you were hoping for how do uh how do the, the troops kind of rally for 2023
1: well, you had some, uh, some guys leave as is the case, uh, in this day and age. You had a lot of newcomers or have a lot of newcomers, some 50 new players wow. on the roster for Ricky Ronnie and company. And one of the key decisions was, uh, the hiring of Kevin Decker from Fordham as the new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. His, uh, Ram team at the FCS level scored 49 points a game, 600 yards plus, just had a really dynamic quarterback and, and, uh, ran the spread offense to perfection. And here, for the entire offseason, and that should be a good thing because the Monarchs were hamstrung last year a little bit by a late change in the offensive coordinator right yeah. before the season began, and I think there's offense stumbled in part because of that throughout the entire year.
0: All right, so you got that new offensive coordinator, uh, new quarterback coming. Uh, what, what's it look there? What's the competition like? I know Grant Wilson is a name uh, that I, I actually remember. Uh, you know, where, where are you at on the quarterback position?
1: I don't think they're going to be where. Worth- want to be until a couple of weeks into the season Bob I think you've got Grant Wilson and Jack Shields and and the late three horses Colton Joseph a true freshman from California Uh, I think they're going to see where the competition takes them I don't even think when we begin at Virginia Tech on September the 2nd they're going to be completely sure because you know with no scrimmages and that type of stuff and new players you know you've got more decent players you know you're going to have better depth but can any of these guys play who knows it's Like you get a whole bunch of new groceries back from the store, but you don't know if the salad's rotted or not.
0: There you go, got me hungry for dinner again. I think we've done this before, Ted. You've used those analogies with me at like 5.30 in the afternoon. Hey, I want to go back to something you just talked about, and that was the the um, you know really amazing number of new players. And you're right, it's happened at other programs as well, but you and I really aren't used to that from our years in this game, but 50-plus new players. Was there, did Ronnie and his staff, did they have some kind of, I don't know, game plan to try and, you know, accentuate? The chemistry to accelerate the process so that these guys would would kind of all be on the same page. That's a tough thing to
1: do. Well, it's it's you're absolutely right. It's a tough thing to do, and it's a day by day, probably rep by rep thing for each of the guys. Not only you know when, when you only get to 12 or 13 chances to to do what you love the most, and that's compete in a game. You've got to have other stuff going on, be it in the weight room or other competitions outside of the football realm. To guys together i know they've been doing a little bit of everything they really like this group and it's a really hungry group because it's a group that knows that a lot of positions and a lot of playing time is up for grabs could be theirs if they play well enough and and compete well enough and get on uh, get a latch on the system well enough uh
0: one of those positions that's not up for grabs and I, w- I would imagine you rally around this guy particularly defensively is jason henderson right i mean uh all-american guy at linebacker
1: uh, on the Butkus watch list and all those things, led the country with 186 tackles, second-team All-American. Just, yeah, he's he's a great kid. He leads by example. You can tell where he is on the field at all times during the games or at practice. Sets a great example uh for the younger guys. And this is going to be a really, really young team, just six feet on the team. It's second-fewest in the country, 150 combined starts, for the group coming back second fewest in the country. And uh, it should be rather interesting to see because of no scrimmages, you don't know what they're going to do when the balls start flying for keeps.
0: What do you think happens year two in the Sun Belt now for you guys? Obviously, first time around, you know, you're kind of finding your way around. How about, you know, a little more familiarity going into the second year?
1: I think what you know now, first-hand experience now, is how – Difficult a the Sun Belt East is, and b how difficult the conference is as a whole. There are no soft outs. I mean, I have a feeling there are probably some opponents who see the Monarchs as a soft out, and we certainly don't look at it that way. Uh, so you better be ready to go every single time. The depth will help, Bob. I think because you know the third and fourth quarters last year, Monarchs had a little trouble coming up with stops, and I think that the different quarterback rotation will be an improvement as well. Because oftentimes in the past, last year or so. Uh, you get the third and four, or something like that, and the, the offensive line would collapse. And it wasn't in the instincts of the, to try and race to, to move the chains. He's trying to make the big play, trying to make the, the the accurate throw, and oftentimes that didn't happen. You end up punting the ball to the other guys. Defense comes field. You're a little thin there because of injury, and poof, the game goes out of smoke, goes out of out of uh, hand.
0: Catching up with Ted Alexander, voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs here on the Sports Huddle. And you guys aren't exactly easing into this thing with a young team either, (laughs) are you? I mean, at Blacksburg to start it against Tech. We know what happened last year. That was a positive for for the Monarchs. And then, boom, second week of the year, you got your Sunbelt opener against Louisiana. And then you get Wake Forest coming to town in the middle of September. That's uh, quite the triumvirate to start the year, Ted.
1: I have a feeling that's added to the intensity of each and every practice rep, Bob, because mm-hmm. these guys realize that they've got to come out uh, and knowing what they're doing. And, yes, there are going to be a lot of uh, learning curves for each and every one of the new guys uh, and really everybody on the team because you're getting used to playing with new you. Virginia Tech, who knows? You know, Week one, you just never know. Monarchs took care of business last year. Uh, at home. They've never won in Blacksburg. You know Lane Stadium's going to be rocking and rolling with those Hokies that are looking to bounce back from a disappointing season themselves. Then you got Louisiana that was a bowl team a year ago and has thoughts of winning the West here in uh, and Wake Forest. We know what they've been doing. and uh, it's, it's a difficult schedule, but you know what? They're all difficult, especially if you're having trouble making plays. We're hoping that this year's will average more than 19 points a game so your defense doesn't have to be under so much pressure all the time.
0: Hey, Ted, uh, maybe it's still a little bit too early uh, in preseason, but there is there a guy or two that uh, has opened your eyes a little bit in the time you've been able to see what's happening or, or talk to coaches or a couple of names maybe that, that ODU fans can grab onto that, that you know, maybe they aren't household names yet, but you fully expect they will be?
1: Well, a guy who just seems to to have it from the running back position is a guy Darius Callaway. Now, who knows if they'll so? – Play him or not but he seems worthy of some some face time from my standpoint he's one guy uh javon harvey's coming back he was a guy that had trouble with drops for his first couple of years as a monarch bob and last year he became the monarch's go-to guy after ali jennings and zach Kuntz went down with injury harvey really stepped came the, the the playmaking wide receiver that they're going to need also i love a guy named isaiah spencer He's a tight end. He's got a great body. He's got all the skills. If he can stay healthy, I think he'll be a, a, a solid performer for the Monarchs. And defensively, uh, you've got Devin Brand Epps, who uh, is a defensive lineman. He also went down with injury last year. He led all of the ODUDTs with 35 tackles, four sacks for the Monarchs last year. He's rare, and you go. Know. And you know these guys are all competitive. College football player out there is a competitor. When you're a competitor and you're haunted by a a three and nine record from a year ago and you're hearing everybody say you're going to go one and eleven or lose or finish last here and there that gets that chip established on the shoulder and they're going to be ready to go uh whether they'll have the results to show for it i don't know but i know they're going to be given it they're all battling and competing and with more depth hopefully they'll have better opportunities to win
0: Hey, Ted, let me let me wrap it up with you. And obviously our, our audience can tell, as you and I are talking, this is probably a rebuilding year for Old Dominion with all the youth, with all the new players, with the demanding schedule at the start. How does, how does Monarch, take the temperature here for me, a little bit of Monarch Nation, how do they kind of handle it? You guys have made some unbelievable strides in football, great improvements, facilities, resources, all of that. How does kind of the, the fan base take in all of what we've just been talking about?
1: Fan base, uh, they're ready for some, some excitement. They're ready for some reason to hang through the fourth quarter. They're ready for the offense to make some plays that brings them out of their seats. They also have to be ready to every now and then look at the calendar and realize they've only been playing football since 2009. Yep. That sometimes rears its head. Uh, history and traditions aren't things that can be made in a microwave oven. They have to happen organically, be it rivalries, or traditions in the stadium or traditions off the field or success on or off the field. Uh, Those things have to be done organically, and it's sometimes hard to be patient, but Monarch Nation can be that. They've been wonderful supporters of the Monarchs, and we hope the team gives them something to scream about early this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ted, we will check in with you as the year rolls along. Uh, Enjoy another great season with, with Old Dominion. We'll look forward to catching up with you.
1: Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely, all the time. Ted Alexander. Uh, Really sorry our paths don't cross that much anymore. Always love catching up with Ted. Uh, With me doing Richmond, him doing Old Dominion, we just don't, you know, that's them and James Madison both. Now that they're in the Sun Belt, obviously they've gone in in that direction, and it has been great so far for JMU, and Old Dominion would like to certainly uh, follow suit, and the move to the Sun Belt will eventually pay dividends for them. They are in a much better uh, conference both from a football perspective and an entire athletic department perspective, and just what they want to get accomplished, especially in that east in the Sun Belt, where there are some rivalries now that had never been there before, even in addition to James Madison. I mean, uh, they play Marshall. They play App State. You got uh, Coastal Carolina in there and Georgia Southern and Georgia State. You, you, can, you can grab onto those rivalries um, a little bit more. So it's probably going to be another tough year. For ODU, I hope it doesn't finish one and eleven. Uh, you know, as Ted said, know yeah, that's out there. Not in, not an Old Dominion's camp, obviously, not from Ted, but but it's out there that it could be that kind of year uh, for the Monarchs. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, they can uh, turn things around and improve on that three and nine. Uh, from a year ago. Certainly our guy Robert Olley uh, thinks so. Our our uh, program director, our producer, uh, in the mornings with Al, and he's an ODU guy, and certainly he's hoping for more than three wins out of those Monarchs this season. But be patient. The rebuilding process takes time, as Ted was just talking about. Time for us to get a break in and then one more segment on the sports title for Tuesday afternoon, and we'll tell you what we got coming up. We already got things scheduled for Wednesday. Look at us already. We're so organized this week. We'll do that when we wrap it up with you next on 106.1. ESPN.